بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم ان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my dear respected brothers sisters elders <coughs> this is the second part of the khutbah that i started last week called feel allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our hearts we were talking about ibrahim alayhi salam as an example of this which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us let's ask this question and say what built a man like ibrahim alayhi salam who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved and called him his khalil this is not a title that is given by one human being to another human being This is the title given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to a human being, to his Nabi, to his Rasul, Ibrahim alayhi salam. It was this connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that built the man Ibrahim alayhi salam who when he was in his 80s, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with a son, Ismail alayhi salam. Then when Ismail alayhi salam was still nursing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered Ibrahim alayhi salam to take him and his mother Hajar alayhi salam and leave them in the barren valley of Bakka. Now plot, actually go and plot this route. I tell people who teach Quran, the teachers of Quran and Tafsir, sit with a, sit with a map. Show them, stop talking at this point. Take them to a world map and tell them to plot the route from Palestine where Ibrahim alayhi salam was to Makkah today. See where it goes. Take a topographical map which shows you the valleys and the hills and the mountains and the rivers and what not. And then remember they walked. They didn't take an Emirates flight or a Saudi flight. They walked. And then plot and say how long does it take? Right? Today we are living in a world where we, thanks to the state of the world, we actually cannot do that. But this is, I'm too old now for this dream. But if I had... If I had got this idea in my head when in my 20s, I would have actually liked to walk that route myself. There are people who do all kinds of things even today. Walk the route of Ibrahim alayhi salam. That will give you a sense of understanding of what did the man do. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored him the way he honored him. Now, what route map were they following? Dumb question, right? How did they know they arrived? There was no sign there saying, Bakka, you are here. No. How did they know? 
ون ویلو رہے گا نہیں والی دا اسٹوریز آف دا قرآن الکریم آر ناٹ فور انٹرٹینمنٹ دے آر فار اس ٹو پٹ آور سیلوز ان دیٹ پلیس اینڈ آس دیٹ کوشچن اینڈ سی وٹ وڈ آئی ہیو ڈن اینڈ بلیو می دی آنسر ڈیپینڈس اینڈ ول ڈیپینڈ آن مائی کنیکشن وتھ اللہ آن مائی توکل آن ہم آن مائی ٹرسٹ ان ہم ریئل ٹرسٹ ناٹ اے کلیم آف ٹرسٹ When he reached there, he left them. No explanation. Because that was part of his instruction. It was a test for both of them. Husband and the wife. She called out to him. Where are you going? Leaving us here. No response. But this is the wife of a Nabi. She has her own. connection with arab so she said did your rab order you to do this he nods his head that's it don't even speak he just nods his head she says then go go allah will not allow us to perish ya rab ya karim Where does this come from? They were human, we are human. They had hearts, we have hearts. They had fears, we have fears. They have hopes, they had hopes, we have hopes. Ya Rab, this is a very tough standard to be compared to Allah. And so I ask Allah, Ya Allah, forgive us and cover us with your grace and mercy. Now when he left and he reached a place where they could not see him anymore, he stops and he makes dua. What a dua. Rabbana inni askantu min dhurriyati biwadin ghayri zi zar'in in inda baytik. Inda baytika al-muharrami rabbana liyuqimu al-salaa. فَجْعَلْ أَفْئِدَةً مِّنَ النَّاسِ تَحْوِي إِلَيْهِمْ وَرْزُقُهُمْ مِّنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَشْكُرُونَ O our Rabb, I have made, I have made some of my offspring to dwell in an uncultivable valley by your sacred house, the Kaaba. There is no house there at the time. Oh, our Rabb. Now listen carefully. I did this for what? So that they may establish a salah. And then what? So fill some hearts among people with love towards them. And oh Allah, provide them with fruits so that they may give thanks. Thanks. Let us put ourselves in the place of Ibrahim salam, assuming we even get to be where he was at, at this juncture. What dua would we make? What dua would we make? The first thing I would ask 
would be for the safety of my family. So that they don't, they, so that they don't survive and they don't become a meal for the first predator that comes along. One lone woman and a nursing baby. And then I would ask for food for them. Then I would ask for shelter for them so that they can continue to survive and then whatever else. But Ibrahim alayhi salam, what is he asking for? The totally amazing thing is that Ibrahim alayhi salam is not even asking for safety. Think about this. Huh? He is not even making dua for safety. He's not in his list. What does he understand that I don't? He knows. Deep down inside him, not just information. He knows that if Allah ordered him to do this, the safety of his family is a given. Is a given. To ask for that would really mean that he didn't understand who Allah is. And in a way would be a lack of adab. For example, if you leave your child with me to take care of, and you are away for a weekend, and you are saying to me, Ya Rabbi, please make sure that my child is safe and cared for. What would I say? I would say, here is your child, take him back. Take him back. I don't want to be insulted by you. If you leave your child with me, and you think that you need to remind me to keep your child safe, then it means that we have no relationship, brother. Take your child, go away. If you leave your child with me, then I want you to know in the core of your being that while I am alive, nothing will happen to your child. If one hair on the, on the head of your child is damaged, it means that I am dead already. If you don't have that trust, keep your child. It's not, your, it's not my child. I have no responsibility for that. I will say, leave that child with whoever you trust. Now, why is Allah telling us this story? Because what we wish for depends on our position and our knowledge. When I board a plane, what do I think about? I think about my seat, I think about in-flight service, I think about a nice meal and a nice snooze. The pilot of that plane also boards the same plane along with me. I turn right, he turns left. I go into the cabin and he goes into the cockpit. What is he thinking? Seat, food and snooze? <laughs> I, I really sincerely hope he is not thinking that way. Why is he thinking differently from me? Because he's the pilot. His job is not to ride in the plane, but to fly the plane. His priorities are different because of his role and because of his knowledge. So what is our role as Muslims? What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send us to do? And what are we doing? أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا كما أمر 
ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله فقال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يسلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد In this dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam the first and foremost thing to note is the adab Unfortunately today we live in a time and we live in a country where adab is zero I'll give you an example of what I see every day. I don't say anything about it. Because I consider that to be a test for myself. I'm sitting here doing the khatira. I'm not talking about Coca-Cola. I'm not promoting my business. I'm talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm talking about Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I am reciting ayat of the Quran. I am explaining them and I am explaining a hadith. And I am linking them to your and my life. It doesn't come out of the blue. I don't get wahi. It takes many hours of preparation. I am sitting here and doing that. And what do I see? Alhamdulillah I see some people sitting there with the kind of adab that is required. But others, I see people with their legs extended and I am looking at their feet. I'm seeing people lying down. I'm seeing people getting impatient because that khatira is within quotes too long. According to who? Where is the dalil from the Quran and the Sunnah? I don't accept anything else. That a khatira must be for so many minutes. Where is the dalil to say that because you get impatient, the ustad must shut up. If you get impatient, go home, man. Who's stopping you? Get up and go. No. You must start. You must stop speaking. You must speak for sure. Well, what? Nobody will listen. Turn around and look at the people who are listening. In any case, who cares? I'm a teacher. I'm not an entertainer. It is not my job to attract masses. It is my job to provide the best possible education for the one who comes to me. That is my role. Right? Seriously. If you want to benefit from Islam, if you want to benefit from this deen, if you want to benefit from anything in life, start with adab. Ba adab, ba nasib, be adab, be nasib. This is how in, in Urdu. The one who has adab will benefit. The one who has no adab will lose. Start with adab. Look at yourself. The teacher, the khatib is standing in the place of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Which is the reason why you should never give the member to anybody. People say, I want to make a khutbah. Uh-huh. I want to be the king of England. Why can't I make a khutbah? For the same reason I can't do brain surgery. Can I do brain surgery? Of course. 
Of course I can. Right now? No, not right now. When I become a brain surgeon. So if I'm serious about doing brain surgery, start learning. Do walk that mile. Walk, do what needs to be done to become a brain surgeon. And after that, no problem. My brain is yours. But until then, What's wrong if your brain surgery goes wrong? The person will die, the person will die anyway. What's wrong if your khutbah goes wrong? Somebody's akhira is destroyed and that is not inevitable. You can't put anybody there. So if you put somebody there, if somebody is there, that person must be respected. It's not about me, believe me. I'm not talking about, I'm not complaining. I'm talking about the adab of people. I'm talking to you so that you benefit. It's no skin of my nose. That is why I don't even say anything at that time. But it is something which will benefit you or will harm you. Ibrahim salam starts with Adam. Ibrahim salam says, Ya Rab, I left them in this place. He doesn't say, you know why? He doesn't say, Ya Rab, you know why I left them here? Now it's your job, right? Look after them. He's not saying that. That is the fact. He didn't wake up one morning and say, okay, let's go for a walk. No. So if he said, Ya Rab, you told me to leave them here. Now look after them. He would be within his rights to say that. He's not saying that because he is Ibrahim. Because he understands Adab. He says, Ya Rab, I left them here. And then why? So that they may establish your worship. First and foremost. And then what do you do? Give them followers and supporters. So that this can spread. And then give them fruits. High end. He's not asking for bread. He's not. He's asking for dessert. Huh? Think about that. He knows that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to use you. He will provide you with sustenance. So if you want to ask for something, don't waste your time. Ask for the best and the highest level of it. His order of precedence in the dua shows us what is truly important. Everything begins with recognizing our Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu and worshipping him as it is his right. Everything good begins from that. Then what happens? Then maybe five, seven years later, not more than that. He's again ordered, he returns to the place where he left his wife and little kid. Maybe he had no news of that. Allah knows best. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has his ways of informing. But he comes back because he has a dream. He sees a dream. It's a very strange and a very difficult dream. He sees that he is sacrificing, he's slaughtering his little son as a sacrifice to Allah. This is what is going on in his mind and his heart as he's walking the miles back to Bakka from Palestine. How easy it is to tell the story, huh? So easy. How much more difficult was that reality? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us what happened when he reached there. See the ayat of the Quran, see the words of the Quran. Ask yourself, what is the need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to 
allude towards the age of the child. Allah could have simply said, he said to his son. No. Allah said, فَلَمَّا بَلَغَ مَعْهُ السَّعْيَةِ قَالَ يَا بُنَيْ إِنِّي أَرَى فِي الْمَنَامِ أَنِّي أَزْبَحُ فَانْظُرْ مَاذَا تَرَى What did he say? قَالَ يَا أَبَتِ فْعَلْ مَا تُؤْمَرُ سَتَجِدُنِي إِنْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ مِنَ الصَّابِرِينَ Allah said, when his son was old enough to walk with him, as I said, there was no need, this detail is not required for the rest of it. But Allah knows it is required, so he told us for a reason. Ask yourself the reason, we are talking about tarbiyah of children. When does it begin? When does it begin? When his son was old enough to walk, he said, oh my son, I have seen in a dream that I am slaughtering you in sacrifice to Allah. So look, فَانْظُرْ مَاذَا تَرَى Look what do you see. What did he say? He said, oh my father, do what you are commanded to do. Insha'Allah, you will find me among the sabirin, among the people who are patient. Think about that. He did not say, مَاذَا تَعْتَقِدْ He didn't say, what, did, what do you think? I know colloquially, unzur and تَعْتَقُدْ have interchangeable meanings. But this is the Quran. This is not colloquial language. If Allah wanted to use ta'taqud, He would have said ta'taqid. Allah said, unzur. Obviously, He's not asking what do you see in a physical sense. But see here means to understand. And it's not the same as what do you think. Thought is in our control. We can choose what to think and what not to think and usually that's a good place to be. However, understanding means to see the truth behind the experience. You're not controlling anything. It's like a doctor diagnosing a disease. He sees the signs and he understands what is happening and what is creating those signs. He's not choosing anything. Given a choice, he would choose perfect health for his patient, but he has no power to choose. However, on his correct understanding and interpretation of the signs, lies the best chance for his patient to get the right treatment. That is the meaning of seeing. And that is what makes it different from merely looking. The language of the Quran Al-Karim is extremely specific. And this is my husnazan about my Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu, that he used the word that he did so that we could learn from it. And of course Allah knows best. And that's the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Hajj, أَفَلَمْ يَسِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ فَتَكُونَ لَهُمْ قُلُوبٌ يَعْقِلُونَ بِهَا أَوْ أَذَانٌ يَسْمَعُونَ بِهَا فَإِنَّهَا لَا تَعْمَلْ أَبْصَارْ وَلَكِنْ تَعْمَلْ قُلُوبُ الَّتِي فِي الصُّدُورِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, have they not traveled through the land so that their hearts may reason and their ears may listen. Indeed, it is not the eyes that go blind, it is their hearts in their chests which are blind. Now think about it. This is the conversation that is happening here. Fandur Madatara is between a 90 plus year old man and his less than 10 year old son. A son, the last time you saw the son was as a tiny nursing baby and obviously the son probably never recognized, I mean, recollects that. For the first time, the son is seeing the father for the first time. What must the son be thinking? First time I see my father, he is talking about slaughtering me. Now, also think about this. 
Ismail alayhi salam was the product of the raising of a single mother by herself. There's no father there. He grew up in an agrarian society, so slaughtering is part of his life. They slaughter sheep every day, they eat meat every day. So he knows slaughtering, maybe he even tried his hand at slaughtering. We do that all the time with, with, with children, get them used to that. So it's nothing new for him. But if we spend our lives stuck in the middle, in our phones, and not think and not reflect, how are we ever going to understand anything? This means turn around and look. I wanted you to turn around and look. I am. I said, turn around and look. <laughs> La ilaha illallah. Think about this little boy. Father says, Fandur, Mada Tara. He did not say, Fandur fi kalbik. Look in your heart. He didn't say that. He look. The son is not, is not saying, he's not confused, he's not perplexed, he's not saying, look where? See what? Huh? This is the meaning of reflecting on the Quran. Fandur, he doesn't say Fandur. Look, what do you see? Ah, nice. I see that tree. How come the son never asked this question? Look where? How come the father is not more specific? Think about that, huh? The father knows, the son understands, the son knows what his father is talking about. All of that comes from what? From how his mother raised him. Single parent, single mother. She raised him to understand Allah. She raised him to understand who is the Rasul of Allah. She raised him as an obedient slave of Allah. And the result? The result is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala converted that family and that whole story and every single thing they did into actions or ibadah of the highest order. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave it to all the Muslims. Every Nabi including Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu to do those actions as actions of ibadah. The result of that ibadah is what? Is you come out of there as if you were born the same day, completely free from sin. Hajar ran between the hills for a reason. We run between the hills because she ran between the hills. She is our reason. And so with the whole story. This is the ajar, this is the maqam, this is the reward of what? Of ta'atillah. Of obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَإِذْ قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ قَالَ أَسْلَمْتُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ This is where I began my khutbah last, last week. Allah said to him, submit. He said, I submitted. The result is the remembrance of Ibrahim alayhi salam, the whole life of Ibrahim alayhi salam, and his wife, our mother Hajar, and his son Ismail alayhi salam, and the sacrifice, and all they did, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept every detail of that alive till the day of judgment. Every Muslim on the face of the earth will do that or will wish he was doing that. 
we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us that. We grant us the, the, the sa'adah of hajj to all those who have not done hajj. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept it from them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward them as he promised to reward us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to help us to do that which is pleasing to him and save us from that which is not pleasing to him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give this deen the importance that it deserves. And it deserves a jolly side more importance than anything else that we are doing in life. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to raise children the way Hajar alayhi salam raised her son and how Ibrahim alayhi salam raised his children. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make our children a means of sadaqa jariya for us long after we are gone. Rabbana faqfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir anna sayyatina wa tawaffana ma'al abrar. ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار يا عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وانحان الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عذو يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون اقيموا الصلاه